Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Dominique. We both work for Starting Right Now, also known as SRN. A lot of times, homeless youth are spoken for. Often, people assume what homeless youth would need, and I want homeless youth to be able to speak for themselves. We're getting ready to blow up the best kept secret. Beautiful, unaccompanied youth. On this episode of Raising Me, we're talking with Maisha. So what were y'all do for four months without electricity? Candles. We had an, uh, like a little lamp where you light, where you put like oil in it. It may have hurt, but it made me who I am today. Now through trials and tribulations, I still celebrate. Cause I'm starting right now. I'm starting right now. Um. I was getting ready to go to work and you know how the bus system runs. I had to walk all the way to Columbus from MLK. And when I was walking there, like I had already received my first paycheck, but most of it was gone and I had bought a bus pass and I got all the way to the bus stop on Columbus and didn't have it. So I had to walk all the way back home. And then I was like trying to talk to my mom about, you know, like what had happened. And she just got like very angry. So now at this point, I'm walking down MLK and I called my mentor, well, Miss Marianne. Um, and I was, I was just like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You know, um, I make minimum wage, not enough to support me and an entire family. All of my paycheck was going to my home. Like I knew I had to feed myself, but I'm not paying, I didn't want to pay bills at 16, you know, feed myself and my family. I was already buying, not buying, walking to get boxes of food on Tuesday which is about a, about a mile, about two miles up the street. Yeah, no. Um, so I called her and I was like, I can't, I can't, can't do this anymore. She was like, just go to work, you know, and I'll get back to you later um, about, you know, some new options. Because if I was to move with her, I would have to change my school and I worked very hard to get into Jefferson's business program. Um, and I did not want to go to Sickles. Uh, so we, she called me back later. Um, and then she told me about starting right now. Um, and said that if I wanted to do it, to let her know, that's what I did. Okay. But you you said you uh, your mentors. Who are your mentors? My like, mentors are Marianne and Bill Owens. And how do you know them? Because in starting right now, you every student in starting right now is paired with their own mentor. But you had a special Who circumstance. Who they do not know. Yeah, a stranger, mm-hmm. a person from the community that has agreed to volunteer their time. Um, the student and the mentor are matched and they form a relationship that hopefully blossoms into a lifelong friendship. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it does. Um but you came to starting right now with um, these people in your life that were already your mentors. Mm-hmm. So how did you meet them? So they, they're from a church called Van Dyke Church. And on Saturdays, uh, they came to the park in Rose Park Village. Uh, and then I met Marianne's daughter and we became close friends. And when like her and her mom would come down there and pick me up, um, we would just go out and do things. And then, yeah, like, what were you when you met them? I was in like elementary school when I met them. Because oh, so I had just moved to, yeah, I had just moved to Florida. And then they were doing the thing on Saturdays, and I just went out there to the park, and I was hanging out with them. Did your mom know that you were going out with them? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then that's... And so, so at what point did you start calling her your mentor? Because at that point, she's just like your... You think her daughter was like the same age as you? No, her daughter was like... Her daughter graduated college. She's in D.C. now. Oh, working oh okay. For her. <laughs> so she was older. Yeah, she was older. Um, they would just like do the youth outreach thing, and like we'll be playing with them, and I always 
was clinging to her in a sense. Like we were always like playing things like that or she'll, I don't get it. And like we'll do arts and crafts and things like of that nature. Uh, and then. So did you always call her my mentor? No, I've never actually called her my mentor until I got into the program. I always they call her my second mom and things like that. Or Miss Marianne, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really. So do you want to talk a little bit more about your relationship with the Owens? Because um, their involvement escalated in your life past like just taking you out on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> definitely my guardian angels. Uh, just definitely there was a lot of bad days and like I'll call her and, you know, talk about it with her. Or like even when it was just out on Saturday, she could see that there were things that was like going on. And like she'll try to remove me from my current situation to let me know that that wasn't the only thing. So you were living with your mom. Mm-hmm. Was she working or was she unable to work? So she worked at the stadium, but you, you only work on game days or days that they have events. Mm-hmm. But that was the only job she had. So was your income, your mom income? And you said that there were siblings in the house. Were they working as well? No. Um, so when this, the government housing, all she had to do was pay for electricity, but because she didn't have any money and then the, the money that she did had from the food stamp card, like it just, it was wasted in a sense. It didn't go towards bills. It didn't go where it was supposed to be going. Um, so the, the lights would get cut off. All she had to do was pay lights. Um, water was free and then the rent she didn't have to pay because she didn't like, and government housing, it goes off your income. If you don't make enough income and you only have enough income at the time you only have to pay for your uh, utilities so because she would sell the food stamp money that we're supposed to be using for food can we take a step back because somebody might not know that like when i even when i first started here right now when i thought of food stamps i thought you only could purchase food with that and so how would she use this to purchase other things okay so people buy them so mm-hmm. it's like cheaper because you don't pay like taxes on the food with the car um but are, like are you allowed to sell food stamps Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah. So was this a reoccurring theme of not having electricity in your house? Mm, I would definitely say every so often, uh, like one month it'll be on. But like after, I don't understand because, you know, the government, as soon as you got get like lights cut off, you got reconnect fees and things like that. Same go with banks, you know, like if you overdraw, you got to pay overdraw fees. I really don't understand that. You obviously don't have the money in the first place. So why charge for that? Um, but she got she had to pay like reconnect fees on top of whatever the bill was whenever she got it she would pay it but like sometimes it'd be off three four months said that um or we have to wait until tax season where she receives money back from the government to pay for it so what were y'all do for four months without electricity candles we had an uh like a little lamp where you light where you put like oil in it and then during the day we were in rec centers and in school so we didn't really all we needed to do was take a shower and go to sleep at nighttime. So, what about dinner? Like, how did you cook for yourself? Whatever we ate early in the day is what we had to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like not having electricity, there's more than just lights that you're going without. Yeah. Because like another thing that I've known, I've heard you talk about is that you didn't have an alarm clock. Oh yeah, no, I woke up with the sun. And yeah, so if you're waking up with the sun because you don't have an alarm clock, sometimes you're late to school, right? True. It depends on the daylight savings. <laughs> 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 it depends on the daylight savings. But I think during fall, the fall, I was definitely late a lot. And um, when I was going to, well, in my house, it was me, my two brothers, my mom, my mom's friend, her daughter, and her boyfriend. So, um, How many bedrooms were in the house? Three. I had my own bedroom, and I would sleep. The, the, young, the, young, the little 
the baby girl would be in the room with me and then my two brothers in the room and my mom has her room and then the other two are downstairs in the living room in the living room yeah Mm -hmm. Did people at your school ask you why you were perpetually late? I mean, some of them definitely had questions. I feel like at our school that they didn't want to ask two questions to get like ask questions to get too like hit too close to home. Like especially because they know a lot of kids from that neighborhood, you know, didn't have it. So I. Um, but that seems like a reasonable question to be like, "Hey, Maisha, I noticed you're late a lot. Like, is there something?" Well, my avid teacher, Miss Willis Barrett, did ask. She was like, "Um." No, are you okay? I was like, yeah. And uh, sometimes she'll uh, take me home from school if I wanted to like stay late and participate in that activity. She'll drop me off at home, um, so that way I could. Mm-hmm. Um, or my best friend's mom would drop me off at home. Yeah. And is your dad in your life? Sort of, not somewhat now, and a little, a little bit now, like as far as on speaking terms. But before, no. So there was never an option to go stay with him when your lights would be out for months. Yeah, no, that never really saw that as an option. Mm-hmm. I felt like we were doing much better where we were than where we would have been if we were with him. Did the Owens know that you were having problems with, <clears throat> you were having these kinds of problems at home, like not having electricity? Yeah, they did know. Um, for one Christmas, her, their church actually did a Christmas miracle. I, I remember the light bill was maybe about $3,000. Their church had provided for Christmas one year. That was our Christmas miracle with the light coming back on um, Which three thousand dollars? That would be very challenging for your mother to catch up on. Uh, three thousand dollars. We weren't gonna have lights until I graduated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just wasn't gonna have lights until I graduated. Not even with. I don't think with a, a tax refund that would have been covered. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to point out, like someone listening, like to reiterate the fact that for your Christmas miracle was the fact that you had lights. Mm-hmm. That seems like a very basic thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even complain. I was like, for Christmas, you know, this is you know, I could probably stay up, you know, watch TV, do my homework instead of sitting outside, waiting to the sun. Well, sitting outside. I used to sit on the outside on the back porch to do my homework before the sun was setting. Yeah, that's something that I didn't think about that, like, it's probably hard to do your homework if you're doing it by candlelight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would sit outside on the back porch and um, until the sun was setting. Uh, and then whatever I didn't get done, I just didn't get done. And you mentioned that you would, on Tuesdays, get food. Yeah. There was this church um, that provided a box of the food on um Tuesdays but there was an age limit for it however one of the ladies like she was like oh you know like she like she always gave it to me and says all I had to do is like just fill out a piece of paper so right. how come you did that when you had your older brother and your twin brother in the house I, I mean like you were doing a lot of the responsibilities uh my oldest brother he always skated at the skate park um and then Cornelius he came with me one time to get it but like after carrying that box <laughs> two miles I went yeah know boys you know they <laughs> but yeah uh but, so every tuesday you would walk two miles get mm-hmm. this box of food mm-hmm. take it back home mm-hmm. and it would be the food for your family yeah well it was supposed to last until next tuesday however they ate so much that it just disappeared into thin air as soon as it touched the counter however mm-hmm. so it was a need like for us to eat like so i i made sure that we had food this might be a silly question, but were they giving you food that was refrigerator items? Because if you don't have electricity, what happens to that food? They did. So like sometimes, so like sometimes they gave us, you know, like meat and stuff. Like so sometimes the lights was on, so the meat and stuff we could cook. Mm-hmm. However, when the lights was off, uh, we would like warm up the warm up the food at my friend that lives across the field, um, and then I bring it back and we'll eat it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll go. Uh, actually, I'll go over there 
cook it, and then I'll bring it back. Okay. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And what else were y'all doing for food? E- eating at school. <laughs> yeah. Um, uncooked noodles. <laughs> no, you just put the sauce. <laughs> I remember, though, when you were in high school, you would talk a lot about how you weren't the biggest fan of school food. So what would happen if you didn't eat at school that day? Just went. Just waited to the next day. Mm-hmm. Or uncooked ramen. At a certain point, you got a job. Yeah, at a certain point, I got a job. But it was at that point, as soon as I got the job, it was like they expected me to be the, the still be the provider, you know, take care of it. And it was like, at that point, I felt that if I was, if I could get a job, then they could get a job too. So it was just like, no. And then after I got in that argument with her about, you know, hey, my money, because I had, I had put money in the envelope. You know, you like set it aside for certain things. Um, I know I put like phone bill, like food. Um, and then when I came back one day, it just like it was gone. Like the money was just gone. And I was like, are you serious? So I had talked to her about it. And, you know, at that point I was only making about what, $8? I was like, no. <laughs> and then like you just. About your mom. Yeah. I got into an argument with her about it. And I was like, uh-uh. Nope. Did you and your mother argue often? No, I never really was home to argue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just didn't like to argue. So I would like close my door. And just stay in my room, you know, to avoid arguments. You might have said this, but where were you if you weren't home? If I weren't home, I was at school. I was at one of the rec centers, um, either in our neighborhood or in our neighborhood. Or they, they sometimes they will have like a van that goes to another rec center from ours because yeah, ours wasn't the best. Um, or I'll be there. And how often did you see the Owens? Mm, probably about once a week, once every other week. So kind of like how we do, you know, and then the Saturday, they, they, the Saturday that they come out for the month. Yeah, I was remembering that as you were just describing, as you were just saying something now. Mm-hmm. T- wasn't your mom just, you said your mom disappeared. Didn't that happen multiple times? Like, Yeah, it was off. It was, we basically raised ourselves. So I don't know where she went. I just know she was gone. So there was times when your mom would just disappear. Yes. <laughs> and then she would show up. Mm-hmm. And you would never be like... Where have you Where been? Have you been? No, I, didn't, I wasn't a child that really asked questions. So there'd be times when it would be just be you and your two siblings in the house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Were you sad to leave them behind when you joined SRM? Um, when Sequina picked me up on the first day, I definitely cried some tears. I don't know if they were sad or tears of relief. I just know I, I, I wept. And that was the first time I wept in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I let it out. You reach your breaking point that you described and you tell the Soans that you are looking for a different situation. She mm-hmm. connects you with starting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're introducing this idea to you, what are you thinking? At that point, I thought anything was better than being at home. Um, I just, <laughs> I was like anything but this. Uh, and then definitely I still wanted to be able to go to my school, like going to school, being able to go to school and then having that stability was definitely something that I lacked. So I, as long as I had the same schools, as long as I still went to Jefferson and I had stability, I didn't care where I went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is impressive that um, you got yourself into this special business program. Yeah, um, through the, yeah, it was it was a lot. <laughs> and then I had skipped the seventh grade. So they, I had to call downtown and be like, um, it won't let me do it and things yeah, I called some lady downtown. And I was like, Very I, I was like, yeah, um, I can't get into it. And then she like fixed it to where, because when you skip the seventh grade online, it doesn't show anything. So she fixed it to where I could apply. Um, and then I still hadn't received a response. So I had called her back again. And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. And then they sent like this little green piece of paper in the, the mail. And it's like, oh, you have been accepted. So yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights of 
my like middle school year, middle school going into high school. So um, I didn't want to like just leave it. Like that was something I worked for. So I mm-hmm. definitely didn't want to. So like you are a student who takes a purposeful, active interest in in your education. Yes. Um, and why is that? Ooh. So growing up, I seen people and things that I didn't want to be like. So that became my motivation. And then it's like in the neighborhood I was in, like some people would say, oh, you're going to be this and oh, you want to do that. And I don't like when people place labels on me. I just don't like it. So it kind of it motivated me to be a better me and be better than my circumstances in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have your starting right now interview. What was that like? Mm, I was definitely nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. I think it was Miss Vicky and Susan. Susan. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about who you were then? Because if someone was to meet you today, you're like this kind, light, smile girl. I am kind. But back then, I may not have used that word to describe my <laughs> So at the interview, how might have you described your demeanor? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I definitely say I had a wall up in a sense like sometimes people would <laughs> Miss Vicky hates it but when she'll be talk when she would talk to me I would just not respond like in the pro in the the classes it's like everybody's like so go lucky happy and I was just like okay yeah um but that's odd to me because I would categorize you as someone who is very communicative you have a lot to say which mm-hmm. I like well, that definitely that was was that my first summer. Mm-hmm. I think it was my first. Uh, yeah, I was only in the program for maybe a month mm-hmm. before I decided to take a break, and then I went home, and then things just wasn't the same. And I was like, she had texted me, but I didn't respond back to her until like a week later. Now you need to stop and rewind. Yeah, I was like, oh, so if you're gonna talk about the break, I didn't get to tell what happened. So you were in the program for a couple months, mm-hmm. and what happened? I just packed my stuff and dip. <laughs> I packed my stuff and I left. Um, I went back home. Um, Did you let anyone know that you were leaving? So you you don't tell anyone. So you're staying at the starting right now house for a couple months, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you pack up and you're gone. Mm-hmm. But people must have been looking for you. It's not like we would just be like, well, my issue's gone. Did you, like, sneak out or were you just like... Oh, no, I walked out the front door right before curfew. <laughs> before the had said, where are you going? Uh-huh. And you kept walking. And she must have texted Miss Vicky at that point. Oh. And that's when Miss Vicky messaged you. Yeah, I was like, uh. Why at that moment were you like, I'm out of here? Like, everybody was so happy. And I was like, what do you need? Like, what? Like, can I help you? Like, can I assist you? And I was just like, at home, I never got that. So, like, I'm here and this whole new atmosphere, different vibe, and everybody's ready to help. It just, I don't know. I just. But why would that? odd because you were so eager to leave home. I don't know. You called the Owens just... and said, I just need something but here. But also what you're describing right now is like, it sounds nice to me. Like, yeah. Why would that be something you need to run away from? I didn't feel like I deserved it in a sense. Mm. So I left. I was like, somebody else could definitely be here, you know. Yeah. Why wouldn't you deserve it? I don't know. I just, I never had that. I had the motivation a little bit from my mentor, but she was the only person that ever told me, you know, when you're at home and like there's constant nagging and you only hear this one person saying that you're going to be somebody one day. You're going to do this. You know, you're smart. You're intelligent. When only one person is telling you that and you hear so many negative people in your ear, it's kind of hard to believe if you only have one light and the rest of the, the rest of it is shadows in a mm-hmm. sense. So I, I definitely didn't think that I deserved to be there in a sense. And yeah. We've had other students on this podcast say that 
like you're describing, there was a lot of people, all they said, all of a sudden they get to starting right now. And there's a lot of people saying that you are this, you're, mm-hmm. you're amazing in this way, and mm-hmm. you're amazing in this way, and you're going to do amazing things here and there. And they said that there was a part of them that feared that that wasn't true. Yeah. And that there were so many people expecting so many things from yes. them. And what if you let them down? That 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 was definitely um, a very too. I just like, do you think I'm going to do this? And I was like, a part of me knew, actually, no. I didn't actually step up that well in, like until my junior year where I, I didn't think, I, I saw people doing it, but I didn't think that I could. Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't have that. So people oh, starting like, right now? No, at school. Like, I would uh, see people step up as leaders in, like, in sports and things like that. Like, I didn't do anything literally until after I joined the program. I was like, I'm not, I mean, I played, like, softball and things like that with my friends, but I wasn't, like, team captain or something like that. Like, I was in clubs, but I never was the president, like, until my Which is so year. funny because you're such a leader. She <laughs> is, through and through. <laughs> yeah. I had the voice. I just didn't know how to use it. So, uh, yeah. So you went home. You walked out the front door and you went home. And mm-hmm. what happened? Well, You're home with your mom. Real quick. What? One of the special things about starting right now is that it is voluntary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you, when you first join the program, you hear our all of our rules and what we expect and all mm-hmm. the things we are going to provide for you, and you are agreeing to it. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that is, is that if at any point it doesn't feel well, I want to say this without sounding like people are just leaving all the time, but like um, if it doesn't turn out to be the right fit for you, you are allowed to make the decision that um, it's not what you expected and you need to try something different and we will arrange for you to be somewhere else safely. Um, in your case, you just True. left without telling anyone. True. Um, <laughs> but no one is sentencing you to be in starting right now. It is a voluntary program. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you decide to leave mm-hmm. and you I'm go home. Stuff and yes, I went home that night. I got my room back. I I was still working at Wendy's on the weekend, so I went to the store and I had to buy a like a little air mattress. Um, well, the first night I slept on the floor, but I bought an air mattress or whatever. And then it just it was the same thing over again. You know, I'll buy food, put it in the fridge, it'll just disappear before I get back. Uh, the constant nagging, the the disappearance. Like my mom, you know, she disappeared days, weeks, a week. Um, so it just, it was just a still the still the same thing over again, and um, I kind of thought it would be better, you know. Like as soon as I left, you know, maybe they would have kind of got. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that. Um, <laughs> so I was just like, oh nah. And I was kind of hesitant to text Miss Vicky back, but I was like, the worst thing she could probably say is no. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she was like, okay, I'll talk to the board. <laughs> and then, as far as leaving and coming back, like, do you have thoughts about that? Mm, when I left and came back, I would definitely say I was a lot grateful than the first time I left. Like, well, not the first time I was there. Uh, only because I, like, I, I was in the situation I was. Then I went into a different situation, you know, a happy-go-lucky situation. And then I went back into my situation I wanted to remove myself from, which was, you know, negative, like, down, um, not really encouraged to aspire to be somebody situation. Um and then once Miss Vicky had allowed me to come back and, you know, be a part and like actually graduate from high school, because that was definitely one of my goals um, and go to college. Uh, I was definitely I was definitely more great, grateful. What do you think is your favorite thing that's starting right now provided you with? I definitely love the bonding and, and then the anger activity. I like I had a lot of I definitely in the beginning. I said I had a lot of anger um, and I didn't really know how to channel it or use it. And then I just thought that the anger just, you know, just just be there. Um, but they told they taught us and showed us 
how it builds up over time and like how to know when we're getting to certain levels or like how we go from just a little bit irritated to ready to blow the roof off a building. Mm -hmm. Um, That's definitely my favorite activity. And then because a lot of the kids that were in the program with me at the time. uh, So then just that chance to bond with them, you know, spend time with them and like learn about their stories and, you know, how they made it and, you know, like some of their goals in life. Like I've never really in my old neighborhood where, where I grew up, nobody ever really talked about what they wanted to do in life or like people like, Oh yeah, I want to do this, but never really had a plan to get there. And just like, mm-hmm. here it come from like other kids around my age and, you know, want to build on that and like, r- like playing games and, you know, being active. And it, it was definitely, I loved it. Did you have a favorite class during your high school time at SRN? Mindfulness. Yeah, that is definitely my favorite class. I was not, I definitely was not mindful um, in the presence of others. You know, I would just say stuff and not, and not think about the other, not think that other people were going through problems too. So it was like, I would put my problems on other people and then be like, and not know that they have, not aware, self-aware of their problems and mine at the same time. And that was definitely something that I had to come, come to realization that, you know, other people are going through things too, and I'm going through things, but don't mean I need to be clashing with their problems. Um, and definitely be respectful of their time because, you know, they could be using their time, you know, for other things. Um, that was definitely something. And then definitely recognizing my own problems too, because it's not until you recognize your own problems that you can change. And I, I would say whatever I wanted to, whatever first thing, whenever, that, you wanted whenever to. I wanted to, whatever came into my mind, I would just say it. And, you know, and then people would be like, oh, Maisha, that's not what you say. And I was like, why not? <laughs> yeah. I do think some like, um, over the two and a half years that I've known you or almost three that you are a much more self-aware person. Because mm-hmm. um, that was a sore point for a little while with some of the kids in the house with you mm-hmm. that they would say, Maisha just says whatever it is that comes to her mind. She doesn't care if it hurts your feelings, but she's going to say it. And then she would walk away and say, what's well, the truth? And that was it. <laughs> that, that was definitely, uh, yeah, I had to, had to hold it in. And, you know, sometimes I got to the point where I was like, Mm-mm, it's coming out. It's coming out. <laughs> it <was> just <laughs> yeah, I definitely had my when I reached my my point. But uh, yeah. And then one of the things you did while you were in high school is you had an internship mm-hmm. with the state attorney's office, yes. Andrew Warren. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? How did you get the internship? I don't. What was the thing in the Tampa Bay Times? I can't. Well, the Tampa Bay Times did a story about you. A story on you for the holidays. Yes. Or that, for your... The, it was the Hope for Holidays. Yes. yes. The Hope for Holidays. Tampa Bay Time does a article every year where they pick <clears throat> people in the community where it's a hope for the holiday. Mm-hmm. And they featured you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they basically talked about a little bit and then like some of the things I wanted. And then one of the things was a laptop for college and um, an internship in my field of... my Well, my career field. And then, you know, Andrew Warren offered the internship um, to me. Well, why did you want to have this internship? I wanted to make sure it was something that I wanted to do in life. Like, I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer, but I was never there. Like, I'll sit on TV, you know. TV in real life is are too told. Like, the people struggling on TV was sad, but it wasn't the real struggle, you know, until you're actually going through it. Definitely wanted to be in my career field um, and see what it was like. Uh, I definitely loved it. And I love connecting with the people there, you know. I didn't see all that firsthand, so I didn't know how it worked. So to see that process, like, firsthand, you know, like, what we're supposed to do and how everything is reviewed um, and then how it's presented in court, even if it's a long, long day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, it was very, very beautiful in a sense. I just, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. So now I'm ready to finish school and go. I'm glad to hear that. That's yeah, awesome. I was like, I'm ready to finish school and go. Um, yeah. 
I, definitely a different atmosphere from from working at Wendy's. And then where are you? What are you up to right now? <clears throat> I am currently. Well, I'm about like 30 credits up, but I'm close to 30. So I'm about to be a sophomore um, at Hillsborough Community College. <laughs> yeah, and the criminal justice program. Yes. Um, and then once I'm done, I keep saying that I want to transfer to USF, but now I'm like, now that I went to Jamaica, I want to do other things. Like I want to go to the school I originally had. Y'all didn't know I went to Jamaica? Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, now that I went there and I saw like different things, I want to go back to the same school, the Florida State. Like I didn't want to. I was com- I got comfortable being uncomfortable. So now I want to go back to Florida State um, in their criminal justice program. Um, and because I want to be a I wanted to be a prosecutor. Now I want to be a federal lawyer. Um, I don't know. My, my dreams are constantly changing, but I still want the same track. You know, I want to. I love that job. However, I want to start off somewhere else and then you know maybe retire there in a sense you're allowed to change your dreams they're your dreams i actually love that that you are um allowing yourself to experience new things and grow and evolving as you yourself grow Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me i'm gonna grow into a beautiful butterfly i'm sorry (laughs) you are you are a beautiful butterfly (laughs) dominique and i talk about this all the time but Actually, I actually don't think what happens in starting right now is that you become a better you. Mm-hmm. I think what that what happens in starting right now is that you become you. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, because of the circumstances, you don't have a chance to really, there's no like opportunity to stop and think or be mm-hmm. self-reflective. There's just like going, going, going and not having your basic needs met. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't have to be anything other than just what you are. Mm-hmm. And I love you because of that. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. anything else. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely believe in that. You said that um, when you were at home, you didn't feel like you had the confidence or the will to step mm-hmm. up and take on leadership positions while you were in high school. Mm-hmm. And when you ended up coming back to starting right now, mm-hmm. you took on every leadership role that your school had to offer. Mm-hmm. So what changed in your confidence that made you think you can be the leader you're aspiring to be? You were the president of a couple clubs, right? Yeah, I just, I just did it all. I was, I was ready to go. Anything, Maisha? Did you want it? Yeah, I'm signing my name right here. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm trying to create that legacy. Oh, that's what it was. We did the, you know, like the boards, like the, the boards, the mental maps. Yes, mental map. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, those. It, when you connected with the other kids, you like see things that you put on there, and I'm like, oh well, I'm just going up street, um, and they're jumping to another state, um, in a sense. I, I, you mean talking about their childhood? No, no, no. Like. Like their visions, their vision was so much broader than mine's, and I was oh, like, was "Oh, it their vision board." Yeah. Okay. Wait. I love that. So you're talking about the starting right now students were mm-hmm. sharing their visions, and I would just draw like a picture of myself and my family, and everybody got like pictures of them in the White House or something, and I'm like, "Okay." You can dream bigger. Yeah, I was like, bigger. "I can dream bigger." I was like, "I'm not. Well, I'm just gonna put my family on here and like, put everything." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So yeah, um, I got the the gist of that, and I was like, "All right." Well, everybody ready to go? I'm ready to go, too. It's not until that everybody wants to do it that I'm like, or like they're showing me how to do. Like I, I started seeing, you know, more people. And I was like, oh, now I get it. Part of the reason you chose to briefly leave starting right now, but ultimately <laughs> came back, was that you were, you, a lot of people had expectations of you that you were afraid you could not fulfill. Mm-hmm. So now how do, you, how do you feel about that now sitting here two and a half years later? Mm-hmm. It depends on what the expectation is. Well, for you, like, well, for one, it's like, well, Say, go on. What? <laughs> well, well, I mean, do we have expectations that are unrealistic? No, not really. I mean, our expectation, my expectation right now is to go to school, you know, not fail any classes, uh, you know, make sure I'm staying on top of my work and stay focused, um, in a sense, and 
attending to my goals and aspirations. Um, and as they change, you know, make sure I'm staying in the loop with everybody. Um, no, not really. But no, not really. Um, what do you think is the ultimate goal of starting right now? I wish I could memory remember my mission statement right no, now. See what you Based lived off of it. your experience. Uh, I definitely would say it's help everybody get to like their their next goal in life or next step or like push or help give them the tools um, they need to get to the next step, whether they had it or they. They they've had it before, or they lost it, or they've you know never experienced things. You know, basically give basically to give them the tools they need to achieve their dreams, goals, aspirations, or what have you. And you've had the the Owens family, as mm-hmm. you described, has been have been mentors in your life for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to speak to how invaluable that is to have such wonderful mentors for so long? Whew. Oh, got chills. Uh, it's impressive mm-hmm. on, on all of y'all that y'all have nurtured this relationship for so long. Um, I definitely would say without them, I probably would. Like to hear her saying that, like so when I first joined the program, to still hear her voice saying, you know, you're going to do great things. You know, you're better than like where you are. Um, you know, it's OK. Like just to hear those like those words and like, those occurrences, I definitely see myself as a better, you know, individual. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can. Um, and then, like, not so much of the, you know, the haters, you know, the little down south. Um, and then, like, her, you know, bringing me into, like, her family. Um, and it showed me what a family actually feels like as far as to my my family. Not so much to say it was broken, but it wasn't put together in a sense. We had all the pieces. They just, It was just dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, showing me and pulling me into, like, things that I've, never done before you know always being there and supporting me I, I definitely say that that was that was the highlight of my childhood um to have somebody there to support me and tell me it's gonna be okay you know yeah yeah she sounds that whole family sounds amazing lovely they are incredible yeah. I think I'm gonna hyphenate my last name to an Owen <laughs> that's funny well thank you so much for being with us Maisha thank you now in this moment and for the past two and a half years and forever Aww. If you are a high school student in Tampa Bay and do not have a stable home or you know someone in this situation, please contact your social worker about starting right now. This podcast is brought to you by Humana Foundation, Hillsborough Education Foundation, and WEDU. If you are listening and want to donate a service or funding or be a mentor, contact info at startingrightnow.org. Thank you.